thanks to Midriff's sponsor, Earthquaker Devices. Earthquaker Devices are continually identified as leaders in the music gear industry for their commitment to creating a better, more inclusive, diverse, and welcoming music culture. You've probably seen it yourself, right? They are intentional in this work, and they take the time to do it well, and you can see it in almost everything they do, right? From sponsoring podcasts like this one to their representation in social media and artists they endorse, right? And there's probably other things that you're, we're not even seeing, right, that are behind the scenes. And then there's their truly unique, creative, inspiring pedals. Did I mention they make pedals? They're made in by hand in Akron, Ohio by like a whole pile of really, really awesome folks. Their pedals are useful and easy to use tools for like any instrument as a guitar, bass, synth, drums, whatever. And they make pretty much every type of pedal under the sun. Whether you want an octave pedal, you want a distortion pedal, you want a fuzz, you want some modulation, they've got it for you, including a few super affordable pedals that you can grab for under $100, right? Amazing. If you hear folks sing their praises, there is a reason why. And I personally played Earthquaker pedals for over 10 years, and I'm proud to have them as sponsors on this podcast and to have been able to work with them as well. And you can learn more about Earthquaker Devices at EarthquakerDevices.com. Hello and welcome to Midriff, the podcast about gender, music, and music gear. I'm your host, Hillary Jones. Whew! It's been a wild couple of weeks over here, and by the time you hear this, I will have just gotten back from NAM, which I'm very excited about. And, you know, NAM's always a great chance to catch up with people that you kind of only see once a year, usually. And I'm excited about, obviously, all the cool new gear. It's also a great time for me to get a chance to talk to people. I'm going to interview a bunch of folks for the upcoming Midriff NAM episode, which will be coming your way shortly. I am also going to be, or I guess when you hear this, I will have been on a panel at NAMM put together by Reverb called Actionable Tips to Incorporate DEI into Your Hiring Culture and Marketing. So that's going to happen as well. Maybe I'll have some report back for that. So all exciting stuff. Also, in personal news, after three harrowing years, I finally played a show with my new band, Hansy. Um, I've been talking on the podcast for a long time about just like, you know, the band kind of that I was previously in just kind of fell apart during the pandemic. Somebody moved away and, you know, had a hard time getting it together. So it was a big deal to get it you know, to get out there and actually play a show again. Um, And it was just as glorious as I remembered. Um, We played with a ton of buddies. There was a great turnout. And considering how tight we were cutting it with writing new songs, we were actually fairly solid, which I felt very good about. (laughs) It was questionable there for a minute, but it, it came through. I felt like basically afterwards, I was sort of like high for like two days afterwards. Uh, and if you're anywhere from like, I don't know, Philly to Maine, hit us up for a show and hopefully, you know, we'll get out a little bit further in the future. All right. Last, but in no way least, if you have listened to the last episode, episode 63, Values Are Magic, or if you've been following Midriff on Instagram or Facebook or on my newsletter, you'll know that registration is officially open for the next cohort of my online course, No Stairway Denied, Creating Welcoming Workplaces in Music which is for small business owners and managers in the music instrument space. And, you know, we'll talk throughout the five weeks of the course about actionable strategies kind of to get folks to a more inclusive space um, in their workplace, whether it's like somebody who's a retailer or a manufacturer or a luthier or whatever. We'll cover things like values, hiring, DEI 101 kind of conversation, 
customer service, your actual physical space, marketing and social media. And yeah, we'll actually create a plan to get you there as well. So in those five weeks, which will run from May 8th to June 9th, you'll get a new course module weekly and we'll meet up on Fridays to dig into specific questions that you might have so we can tailor them to your specific needs. And then you can hear back from other like-minded folks in the industry within the cohort as well. So I, for one, can't wait. I'm very excited. And if you want to learn more or register, you can check the show notes or go to bit.ly slash no stairway denied. Okay. Let's get into this epic interview with Emily Hopkins and Russ Froh. You likely know Emily as the cool harpist who does pedal demos. And she does these with her partner, Russ, who is mostly behind the scenes, not all the time, but mostly helping with like video and audio and production stuff. They are really a great team. And as you hear, and you know, they've, <laughs> they've garnered a solid gajillion YouTube followers um, from their, I would say, like pretty unique approach to demos and their uh, unique approach to their fan community as well. And we talk all about that as well as like the gendering of the harp. We talk about toxicity in professional demo spaces, a whole bunch more. It was a really fun conversation and I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. Here's Emily and Russ. Welcome to Midriff. Thanks so much for yeah. having us. Thank Thanks you. for being here. All right. So for folks who in some alternative weird universe are not familiar with you, can you introduce yourselves, your names, your pronouns, <laughs> and a little bit about yourselves and your background with music? Yeah. So my name is Emily Hopkins. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a classically trained harpist who uses effects pedals. Cool. And uh, so I'm Russ, I'm Emily's partner, and I kind of do all of the audio video stuff for the YouTube channel. And sometimes I hang out on live streams and do some social media management kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's about it. What are your pronouns? My pronouns. I'm sorry. My pronouns are he, him. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, can you talk maybe a little bit for both of you about like how you kind of got into music in the first place? A little bit about like, you know, how old were you when you started? Like, do you play other instruments, anything like that? Yeah. Um, so I was eight years old when I first discovered the harp. And it was actually funny the way I discovered it. I was at a restaurant, <laughs> just like a random restaurant here on Long Island. And it just so happened that they had a harpist there who was performing for the dinner service. And I only found out way later that his name was Edmar Castaneda, because now he's like pretty, pretty famous in the Ooh. harp world. Um, and even outside the harp world, he's an absolutely amazing Colombian harpist. And when I got the chance to see him, like I instantly was mesmerized by his music, by the instrument. You know, I just sat there the whole dinner service, like staring at this man performing and he was playing like really fast harp music using his fingernails. And I was like, well, that's the coolest thing that I've ever yeah. seen. I think I want to play that instrument. <laughs> so like a direct line, like my direct influence was Edmar Castaneda. And he's the reason why I started taking harp lessons. And I was playing piano at the time. So I started really young on piano. I think I started around like age four or mm -hmm. five. So I already knew how to read music and, you know, how to separate the left and the right hand. So going from piano to harp wasn't too big of a leap because they're kind of similar. But yeah, I, I so I played piano and harp for a long time. And then I kind of just 
focused on harp when I got to music school. That feels like a logical transition for sure. Like the, yeah. the piano. I, I tell everyone the harp is kind of just like a piano flipped on the side. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching your video with Jamie Stillman earlier and it was like clear that that was yeah, like, yeah. he's like, I don't know how to play. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, so, uh, so Russ, how'd you get into music? So I just kind of started, I guess, playing guitar when I was like 11 or 12 after doing some like brass stuff in school, like trombone and whatnot, you know, uh, and I was kind of sick of that. And I was like, I want to do guitar because it's yes. cool. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of just like picked up bass and then I played bass in some bands, like some progressive rock metal stuff for a couple of years and then started to get frustrated with audio engineers not understanding the intention of the mm -hmm. music that I, you know, we were creating. So just kind of picked up audio probably about eight to 10 years ago. And, uh, through that just started making my own records. They weren't very good because I was obviously learning as I was making them, Aren't we all? but it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then I started working on some like producing for people and then like, a couple of short film soundtrack score things like, you know, you know, really basic stuff. And that's how I met them <laughs> here. Cause uh, we, we were using our, we were, we were, uh, he needed a, a harpist. Yeah, we needed yeah. a harpist for a project. You're on and the call. I was like, wait, yeah. I was like, you know, you could plug pedals into that thing. You want to, you want to try it? And then it just, I was like, what? Wait, so your whole relationship started with being like, let, can you know, you plug pedals into that dang oh yeah absolutely Amazing. yeah he he offered it was so funny because he off i i got my electroacoustic harp for the sole purpose of being able to amplify it at weddings because right. it has a because yeah. you know that sound quality is so clear and then when i was recording with russ he was like have you ever have you ever tried effects pedals with it and i was like yeah like i tried a you know electro harmonics cathedral mm -hmm. i like the reverb but, but like i really didn't really like experiment too deep into yep. it and he was like hey he's like you know, I have a collection of Earthquaker pedals. He's like, why don't I come over and we can like try and like, you know, see how they sound on harp. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So that was kind of like our first date, which is really cute. Oh my like God. he sat on the floor. I was too, <laughs> I was so nervous that I didn't even offer him a chair. He sat directly on the floor. I remember this because I was like really, really nervous. And we tried each Earthquaker pedal and it was only supposed to be like an hour meeting. But like then we ended up talking for like hours and I was like, oh. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. want to like <laughs> ask for a chair because I didn't want it to like end. So I just figured if I stay here on the floor. <laughs> she won't realize how she much She won't time realize how long I've been here. And we can keep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very, that really that's funny. a good, good technique. People can keep that in mind. You know, put that in your back pocket. Yeah. 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 It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. I know. I felt it. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, but I love it. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after he left, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That guy is really cute. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so you play piano and harp, right? Do you play guitar at all or no? Oh, okay. So when I was like 13, 14, I learned how to play like the basic tabs yeah. to like basics. So, like I know how to play Wonderwall. I mean so the answer to your question is no, I don't play guitar. <laughs> I'm telling Noel Gallagher you said that. I wish that. I The thing is, like, I wish I played guitar because it does look cool. Like, it makes anybody look, like, ten times cooler when you're holding a guitar. So I wish I could. I can also play, like, rockabilly riffs yes. because my dad is a rockabilly artist. Oh, cool. So, like, that, I grew up on, like, rockabilly music. So, like, I know the walking bass line, like, the walking line. Um, but, yeah, I, did, I 
I can't play more than that. So, and I don't, I don't really know much about guitars. It's kind of embarrassing, actually, how little I know about guitars. Like, I, I, I know like the basic stuff, like, you know, Fender Strat. Sure. We got, we got, we got a lot of different kinds of guitars. That's a guitar. <laughs> that's a pickups. guitar, and that's a guitar. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a guitar, and that's also <laughs> definitely a guitar. <laughs> But it's so funny because I don't I don't feel bad about it no. because like I like most people don't know like the difference between a line and Healy harp and a salvi. But Certainly like, I don't. I, I could talk about yeah. that. Well, <laughs> yeah, so it's well, all right. So, OK, so I have a couple follow up questions related to that. So, well, OK, I have so many follow up questions. Apparently they're all coming together in my brain right now. OK, <laughs> one of them is how many harps do you have and like what is the difference between them? Okay, so I have I currently have two harps. One is a Dusty Strings yep. model. That's the one in the background, little yep. red one. And my other one is a big blue, a Kamek little big blue it's mm-hmm. called. And the main difference is in the tone. So my big blue harp is a pedal harp, which means if I have accidentals in my music, or like let's say I have an F sharp coming up in the music, I just push down a foot mm-hmm. pedal that's on the harp and all the Fs instantly turn sharp. So that kind of harp is like a pedal harp is usually for more advanced students like I didn't get my first pedal harp until I was like 14 and then I had to learn how to use them which is like really like learning how to drive a car because everything you have to move your feet in in addition to your hands and it's like it's wild so the big blue harp has a totally different tone Um, it has different string makeups the pedal harp usually has like gut strings in the middle which give off a different Mm. sound and my little big blue has 44 strings. So the small dusty strings lever harp has 34 strings and they're mostly like nylon wrapped. Mm-hmm. So they just have it. It just sounds yeah. different. And for lever harps, when you have accidentals in your music, you got to push up each lever oh. individually. So if you have an F sharp coming up yeah. in the music, same example, you can't change them all at once. You have to time when you're going to flip those levers. So just different, you know, they're two totally different like techniques and they really do have different sounds. I feel like the driving thing feels like a really good analogy, right? Like it's like, you know, yeah. like do you need to put the push in the clutch or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was, I struggled with it actually yeah. for a long time because they don't even put the pedals in order, in the order you'd think. It doesn't go like, you know, C, D, E, F, B, uh, whatever, F, G. It goes D, C, B on one side and then E, F, G, A. But like, that DCB part can mess you up. You know, it's on. It's like three pedals on one side, four on the other. And like, you have to be quick because if you have accidentals coming up, you just got it. You can't think about it. You got to shift them. And like, there's three positions that each pedal can be in. So like, sometimes, like most of my mistakes, yeah. yeah, most of my mistakes in my performances have been pedal mess ups. They haven't been like fingering issues. They haven't been like, oh, I played the wrong notes. It's like, I played the wrong pedals. Yeah, I could totally see that. That 100% makes sense. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it gets yeah. wild. Uh, so, so Russ, you said, so you d- obviously did some engineering. Did you, were you training for that or was it something you kind of like just taught yourself or? It was completely, well, for the most part, self-taught. I had a lot of friends that did it professionally that would kind of like, you know, I would get a lesson here and there and some guidance here and there and like train my ear and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it was mostly just uh, learning by yep. doing it. And, and just kind of tutorials yeah. and like... And you've gotten so much better, even since like the time that we met. Like he used to mic up my harp, but now it has a pickup. Mm. So, but even like engineering the, the harp sound, like he's re- he's too modest, but he's very good at engineering the harp sound. Yeah. So he won't tell you that he's good at it, but he's good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really a complex yeah. instrument. Like just the frequency ranges that happen and like, you know, when you hit higher strings, lower ones... 
vibrate anyway and create some kind of low end kind of stuff to clean up so yeah. um, all the resonance that so, was yeah. that was so my question been... i think was like because that seems like a big <laughs> issue with dealing with pedals i mean with engineering but then like yeah. also with how like pedals react to the resonance yeah exactly yeah. i mean and, and and we have like a couple of things um that we put at first in the chain yeah. usually like the 29 pedals right. Luna and the empress bass compressor to kind of just clean that up and um yeah those really, are amazing yeah, yeah. yeah they make a huge difference yeah, yeah. Because all that low end information and all that like extra volume that you can't really hear and just kind of feeds mud into the yeah. pedals, it's kind of kind of bad news. <laughs> In my mind, you have like you know how some, especially like metal players, have those like wraps, those wraps that they put around the top of the headstock. Mm -hmm. Like you get one of those for a harp, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> just consider it, right? Like you could have it as your merch. Like there's a lot of options there. <laughs> all right oh man yeah we need we need new merch that's it we're stealing that idea i mean i'm giving it to you i i can't do anything with it oh so. thank you <laughs> i i saw it in your bio now that so you've been doing a lot of like soundtrack work and things like that like scoring can you talk a little bit about that or are there mm -hmm. other music musical projects that you have been getting into I mean, the sad thing is I can't really talk about it yet because <laughs> I have, have to, to kill you for it. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, we're at the point. I mean, we're almost finished with them. Like, we're almost at the point where we can talk about it. I think. I think, I think these projects can. are coming out this summer, right? It's, yeah, I think two two of them. Two of them. And, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some stuff we we could at least talk about the process. Yeah. Yeah. And how, we can talk about the process. Going, yeah. But yeah. The specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Specifics. Yeah. I can't. I gotta. I gotta keep hush hush for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, the process has been so fun. Cool. Can you? Okay. So how's? What's the process? Tell me. Well, so yeah. How do we start? <laughs> well, well, I guess like the the. So there's two kind of like larger scale things that we've been working on. One of them is a score that we are composing together. And then the other one is more so working with a composer as like session harpist with effects mm. slash additional composition kind of stuff or something bigger. Each project's kind of different, but what's been really fun is that we've been really taking full advantage of reamping through effects. Ooh, cool. So we've been like focusing on, okay, what's the part? Let's get it down. Let's record the dry harp. Yeah. And then let's sit together and look at textures. Let's look at like you know the the ambience of the thing and then if you know and because because the the whole thing has been so like you know it, it's a very because i you know my full-time job is like you know creative client work right. and it's been very like back and forth you know like hey can you change this this isn't working this isn't working so it's a lot of back and forth so you kind of have to go into it understanding that none of this might right. make it in <laughs> Um, I love that too. That yeah. I love that because I I'm just like what, what if you hate it? That's okay. Yeah. Like, luckily, luckily they haven't hated anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, it's just a matter of like like some things don't work maybe as well as other things. Yeah. So then we just keep pushing it. But yeah, yeah it, it's been yeah. going really well yeah. so far. But then like the the reamping has been really great because we can also be really efficient about it, and we can kind of say okay, so the you know if they come back and say well the part works. But the effects are a little too much, right, right, or maybe right, right. think them different. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we don't have to re-record the harp. We just send it through a different Perfect. thing and kind of figure it out again. Make it uh, weird in the, a different way. Was, 
<laughs> what flavor of weird are we going to use? Maybe not microcosm, but maybe H. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we like, you know, we're also using other, it's not specifically just harp. We're using a lot of synths and like drum but stuff. But it's interesting because the harp, like, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I feel like the harp can do more than a synth. Like, it, I feel like it like gives you a different kind of like, like, I don't know. It's, obviously it's a different source instrument. So like harp through effects, sometimes you're like, is that a synth? Mm, you don't even know. Right. It, it like, you can't tell that it's a harp anymore at a certain yeah. point, which I, I love that. Totally. <laughs> do you, so the, I guess, I don't know what the, like how much lower or higher than like a traditional, like, I guess standard synth. I know that they can go up and down octaves, but I'm like. And you might not know the answer to this off the top of your head, but I'm just curious. Like the lowest low I and think, the highest I mean, high. I think, I think the synth encompasses Probably. that, right? Because, I mean, yeah. I have 34 strings. So oh, think, yeah, that makes sense. I think it's the range. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 44 on my big one, maybe it gets a little bit lower. But I think they have pretty similar ranges. But it's just so funny because, like, I, I wouldn't be able to recreate the sounds that I make on my harp through yeah. a pedal with a synth through yeah. a pedal. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it reacts and it completely bizarre way <laughs> i love it that i really love yeah well so i guess my my follow-up to all of that is um so for folks who maybe don't know a little bit about your story i don't actually know maybe we talked about this at some point but like how you actually got into doing the youtube stuff in the first place and i that i don't remember exactly i remember when you like i remember i had been following you for a little bit and then the nepenthes thing am i pronouncing that correctly is it nepenthes we say Nepenthes, but I, I don't, know. don't know. You could be totally right. I'm not sure. Now, I feel but like I'm not I judging either way. Thank you. This is a judgment-free zone. It's like Planet Fitness. <laughs> I feel like we should know too. I feel like we should. Yeah, I feel like we should know. We said it in the video. I think Nepenthes. We just we just usually pick a pronunciation and yeah. go with it. Like like Oja, the Strymon Oja. Right. And everyone was so nice about that in the comments. They're like, "It's oh hi." I was like, I'm "Sorry, crap." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just I just pick one and go with it. <laughs> so the so how did you actually get into doing the YouTube demos in the or, or playing or having a YouTube channel in the first place? Can you talk about that a little bit for folks? Yeah. So after Russ brought over the Earthquaker pedals and we kind of experimented with different sounds, I was like, okay, well now that we went down this rabbit hole, this is amazing, and I, I'm I'm shocked that a lot of people don't know about this, like how different the harp can yeah. sound. Because for me, my mind was blown. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. So we started buying effects pedals, just kind of like experimenting with different sounds. And then I, I forget how it happened, but that summer, only a couple months after we met, I saw the Mood, the Chase Bliss Mood pedal. And I was like, oh, I got to try that one. Like that, that looks really yeah. wild. I have no idea what to expect. So I ordered it and I was really excited to try it. And I think it was probably your idea or it was... I don't know whose idea i think it was both of us that were like hey maybe we should like make a video about this and record it so other people can right. hear how it sounds too because we love it i'm sure other people yeah. you know there's no resource that existed like that showed other harpists using pedals or like explaining mm -hmm. the process or like what the different like you know we just went through the presets because we didn't we didn't really know what we we're doing but we're like here are the presets <laughs> on mood on harp yeah and it sounded yeah. cool back then it was so funny i didn't know how to improvise I was not comfortable on camera, like <laughs> had like long blonde hair. I was like, okay, I guess I'll just play some chords. Mm -hmm. Like, so totally different style. And this was only 2019. So not too, too yeah. long ago, but it's, it's wild. Like how our channel has grown and like how much more comfortable I've gotten, not only with being on camera, but with improvising mm -hmm. as well. Like my whole, like, I never thought I'd be able to improvise a, at all. Oh. And now it's, it's like really, really, really cool to see that like, I could just sit down and 
start playing anything. You know, I just feel comfortable. Cause like, if I make a mistake, like it's like, who cares? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've gotten that, like, yeah, I've gotten that confidence directly from doing pedal demos. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, I think I had reached out to you a, maybe a year ago or something about being yeah. on a podcast and you're yeah, like, I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, it's so funny. Like, yeah, I think it was a year or maybe like a year and a yeah. half ago. I was asked to do a podcast before and I, said I had to turn every invite down because I was so nervous. Like, and like, it really like, and I felt so bad because I really wanted to be interviewed. But like, I was like, what if I sound dumb? Like, I'm not going to say the right thing. So like, I just, I was turning down every invite because I was so scared. But I think what was the big change? I mean, I think it was probably the distortion. I think it was the Nepenthes video that was like kind of a big shift or like shortly after that went viral because everything started to change. Can you explain for folks who maybe don't know what that, what happened uh, or didn't see it when it was, didn't see it live happening and everybody, the internet and the world exploding with this. Exploded. Everyone was, yeah, everything was exploding. So we tried, you know, after demoing so many pedals, we tried a distortion pedal and this was our first venture into distortion on harp. So, you know, I think it was only like a four minute Mm -hmm. video. It was very short and it said like, I tried, you know, I used the heaviest distortion pedal I could find on harp. And it was not anything, we didn't expect it at all to get the attention it got. We just were like, oh, another demo, it's cool. And it was the Electro Foods and the Penthes pedal. And it just like blew up. Like the next day, I think it had like 100K views. The comments. For us us at the time, that was like. Yeah, that was a a lot. And so, and then, you know, two days, like 200K, 300K. And I just saw the numbers kept going up and up and up. And, you know, news outlets picked it up, you yeah. know. I remember it seeing it because I was getting Twitter. all pushed all these, like, articles about it. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like high school friends are reaching out like, this is you? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, so my world was exploding. And it was actually, like, it was kind of a turning point for me because before that, I hadn't experienced, like, anything even close to the amount of mm-hmm. attention our channel was getting. And we had a really small harp community and I was happy yeah. with it. I was like, this, this is good. It's going great. But then we got like tens of thousands of subs, like all right. at once and all the comments pouring in. Like I remember I had, I, cause I had YouTube notifications turned on yeah. back then. Cause I only got comments like, like once in a while. And it started, I counted, I started getting three comments oh, a second. What? <laughs> at, like when this was really going nuts. And so I remember sitting, I was at Barnes and Noble and I was like, well, I guess I got to turn my notifications off because my phone yeah, was just yeah. constantly blowing, blowing, blowing up. And like a lot of the comments were not nice. So that was another thing that I wasn't used yeah. to because like we seldom got a mean comment. But when this went viral, oh my, everyone came out of the woodwork to tell me how terrible I uh-huh. was, to tell me I was doing everything wrong. You know, I got comments like anyone could do this better than you. You know, you sound like <laughs> shit. And now like, I don't care when I get those yeah. comments. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, you don't understand what I'm doing. Like, that's fine. But like at the time I was like, what? Like I had no armor back then. So like if someone was like, your hair is dumb. I'm like, well, should I change it? You know, like, what do you want me to change it to? Like didn't have any like confidence or anything. So that week I remember like I kind of spent most of it in bed, like under the covers, like of like, oh my God, like people are seeing me. Like the thought that so many people were seeing me, like really kind of freaked me out. Like I wasn't used to it. Um, so yeah, that was a big turning point. And then, you know, the drama happened like like around 500,000 views someone reported it for like child endangerment so the video got taken down and then everyone's like oh she can't take the the, the heat uh-huh. you know like she deleted her video cuz the mean uh-huh. comments i was like 
no, like YouTube's going through something actually. I don't know. Like they took off my video and it was back in like 24 yeah. hours, but like people were like, you know, just a lot of like bullying, which is weird. I mean, it's not that weird given yeah, the internet, yeah, no. but I guess it was weird for, it was weird for you if you're experiencing it. And yeah. especially it was the first time I assume that that is all kinds of awful. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. yeah. It was a whole thing. But so it sounds like you have sort of like learned, like both like built confidence because you have a lot of people who are supporting you. And then also you just are like able to kind of like push it away because you just, it's like you had to develop yeah. a different mindset sort of, it seems like. Yeah. And I, I kind of actually like, I'm glad it happened the yeah. way it did. Like, obviously no one should ever write a negative comment obviously it's yeah. terrible but i'm like at this point like i'm i'm it doesn't bother me anymore yeah. right it's weird like it's in a weird way if someone says like your playing is terrible i'm just like okay well you know we have this amazing community and these amazing people who yeah. follow us like that's what i'm choosing to focus on like you are just a random person who stopped by right. you know to say some stupid stuff and like you can leave <laughs> you don't like it like it's obviously this channel's not yeah. for you like that's mm -hmm. fine you know like my goal is to find the people who this channel yep. is for and they stick around and we have such such an amazing community and an amazing following like i'm so grateful yeah it was really funny because like we didn't really understand that kind of thing until we decided to start live streaming oh. mm -hmm. and it was really funny is like we were just like oh i i guess we can have fun and start to stream and see what happens and like i remember i was figuring it out one day like how do you do this on yeah. youtube and i accidentally went i accidentally went live and, just <laughs> and i'm just there sitting and there <laughs> and i'm like just trying to figure it out i'm like oh wait a minute 200 people are watching He's like, i think <laughs> we're live on youtube yeah. <laughs> and and it just everyone was so nice yeah. everyone's like hey russ like yeah and, and it just started from there yeah, yeah and we just kind of just leaned into it and and uh it, it just just like understanding who our audience was yeah. and being able to connect with people and start a discord and it, and it started to become less about the harpen effects in a lot of ways and more about just like having a really cool space yeah. and really cool people and like i feel like i can finally be myself because i struggled with this even like at, at the start of our youtube channel like you go back and you watch our early videos like it doesn't for me it doesn't seem like mm. me you know yeah. what i mean it's it's like i had this wall up and now because I mean, growing up too, I always had this like image of like what a harpist should be, mm, totally. you know what I mean? And I never yes. really fit into yeah. it. So like, you know, I always struggled with like how to, you know, how to yep. be like, if that makes sense, like, you know, harpists don't curse. Mm -hmm. Harpists are, harpists are regal and classy. And I'm just like, well, I curse. So I don't know what to, you know, it's part yep. of me. Like I, I occasionally, I'm not like cursing all the time but like you know my humor is different i yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. you know i didn't i don't really love you know wearing dresses or like ball gowns to like performances like i will but yeah. like it's not my like go-to you know i like my pantsuit so it is like you know i felt like with the harp stuff like now i can finally be me and the people who get it get mm -hmm. it and it's so nice it's like so comfortable now i could just be who i always wanted to be on camera but never felt confident enough to do that i love that I, I feel like the fact that we've been able to kind of have a consistent, really nice, dedicated audience that we get to interact with has kind of acted more as like a cushion mm -hmm. for us, like, and a barrier between like the bad stuff that comes in. Mm -hmm. And then there's some sort, you know, like now there's like 
people who will regularly hang out in the comment section. So when something does come yeah. in, usually people are like, why are you? Yeah, they're like, what are you leave. Yeah, get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. So it's like there's they create this really wonderful kind of layer between us and like all of this negativity that, that – um and, and it just helps everybody who's kind of involved yeah. too and wants it to be a space for for them to kind of just be able to hang out. Yeah, I I remember it. I had it Mallory who does social media for Reverb on a while back and she had talked specifically about the process of sort of like, you know, almost like cultivating who's there so that the people sort of like do that work with the trolls so you don't have to do it. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like that seems like that's what's happening a little bit there. Yeah. And we have an amazing, amazing team of moderators that we've, you know, come yeah. to know really closely. And like, those are like, it's funny because a lot of them we know in person now, just mm -hmm. because of like, we've met up with them and we know them in real life. So it's not just online thing, you know, like our friend Joe, like we know him yeah, in yeah, real life. Like, yeah. so we have an amazing moderator team on both discord and YouTube. So if anyone comes in who like wants to fight it's taken care of pretty quickly, which is cool. That's cool. <laughs> but also like it, it's sometimes it's not, you don't even need to ban those people. Like everyone just creates such an environment that so just doesn't welcome that, that, that it kind of makes them just kind of go away. On yeah. Their it's own, like, you know, yeah. Everyone behaves in a really nice way and they set the example of like, well, that's what, that's what you yeah. do. You know what I mean? Like when you're here, that's just how you mm -hmm. behave with respect. You respect everyone. And just like, it's so funny because our comment section now is not really like there's not really that many. If you scroll to the bottom, yeah. obviously you're going to see some stuff, especially on the more popular videos. But like on our recent videos, like I seldom see negative comments now just because like that's the kind of like, I don't know, community we foster. Everyone looks at the comments and they're all positive. It's like you really want right. to be that person who's like, I hate this. Like, no, you don't. Right. <laughs> and, and there's also like a difference between like something constructive you know sure. that that's not positive like that stuff's always welcome and that stuff's always cool and like we do how about you do it this way yeah oh we, cool we actually yeah. there's been scenarios where we've learned from mm -hmm. that and it's been really great but it's like there's the people that come in that are just like either trying to troll or saying you you're doing stink, it wrong like, yeah you know listen you know. sweetie i love that listen, <laughs> listen honey i know more than you yes and i have more experience than you <laughs> literally got that okay before, yeah, yeah. literally i'm like okay <laughs> cool i'm happy for you I hope your YouTube channel yeah, is going congratulations. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that when people say like, they're like, you should do this on the harp instead. Like there's a difference between like saying like, I wonder what it would yeah. sound like on harp, you know, as opposed to someone like do this on yes. harp. I'm like, can't wait to see how you play it on harp. Yes. Like, please upload your video of you playing it on harp. I want to see how you yeah. do it. Yeah. Like it's, it's so wild. Oh, people are, people are something I swear. And, and also another thing is like when you show like it took a while for like a lot of the comments to not bother. Um, yeah. M and like a long me. time. Yeah. But like another way we kind of coped with it too, is to kind of lean into the fact that like show that it doesn't matter. Like just make funny videos, poking fun at the people <laughs> who are trying to upset yes. you. And then that just completely discourages people from trying to upset you because they know you don't care. Yeah. And I think it's been pretty, pretty the, successful. The answering mean yeah. comments with the harp. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was good. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was genuinely a lot of fun like russ you know had to like comb through the internet to find 
those comments. But uh, yeah, it was when he read them to me, I was like, what? What? Like the fact that people even write this stuff is like so wild yeah. to me. Like what? Like <laughs> you just have to laugh at it sometimes. Well, so for for folks who maybe didn't see it, the basically you had had a comment and then you sort of um, midi mapped on the letters <laughs> to the harp. Yes, and then so you would respond to yeah. like somebody being like, you don't know what you're doing, and then you'd respond like you do it buddy or something and you do it with the letters on your heart by playing it yeah and it would come out as mostly gibberish because the midi tracking is not great with all the resonance on the harp so it came out badly intentionally which made it even funnier because i just like type nonsense and so the people who wrote the original comment who see the nonsense just letters they're like what like they don't really i feel like they don't know how to re if you just answered every yeah. comment which is like random keystrokes i feel like that's a pretty good yeah. that's a pretty good tactic because they get confused also, you know also <laughs> consider harp rap tm to help you with your tracking yeah. <laughs> just putting that out there putting out there i'm stealing all your ideas i love it <laughs> i will credit you though so it won't be stealing <laughs> You sort of touched on this a little bit, and it's something that I think about a lot is like you're in this situation where you're playing a very classical instrument, right? And I feel like the, mm -hmm. that space is very intense and wild. And anytime we've had anybody that's come in that I've interviewed who came from that space, I think they've said a similar thing to you where it's just like it's a lot. It's like you, there are very <laughs> specific expectations. But I think there's also specific, as we know, like there's specific gender assumptions about particular instruments, right? So yeah, the harp has a particular like stereotype about it, I guess, as far as like who plays it, right? And so right. I don't I don't know the exact demographics of like who actually plays the harp. Can do you have thoughts on mm -hmm. that or? I mean, I don't know the exact demographics either. But for me, like I started playing harp because I saw right. a man playing. You know, so I didn't it didn't really like enter my mind until way later that this was like a gendered a weirdly gendered yeah. instrument that like you know like because i i was a wedding harpist for a long time and so at weddings like i've had instances that just like kind of kind of blew mm -hmm. my mind like this one wedding i brought my harp in and then i went back to get my music stand on my bench and when i came back like one of the groomsmen was sitting at my harp which first of all i mean permission aside like isn't that like why would Oof. you do that but he's sitting at my harp and he's like mocking like playing the harp he's like oh he's like look at me like look how feminine like look how girly i am and i was just like i can't and like i'm standing in the doorway i'm like can you move like can you what and also like what about this instrument says that it's girly whatever your definition of right. what girly means like how like it just was so confusing to me that i thought i was like why would you think it's like my giant blue yeah 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 you know pedal yeah. harp that is like so yeah. cool to me and i'm like I'm like, move, sir. Like, can you get get off the harp? Like, also, like, not to mention, I mean, it, whatever his definition of what girly is, like, do you know that I practice until my fingers bleed? Like, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand what, like, it's just weird that there's, like, this association of, like, femininity with the harp. I mean, like, how can you do that to an instrument? Yeah. You know what I it mean? It also like, weighs, how much I does guess, it weigh? Yeah, 80 yeah. pounds, my big one, almost yeah. 80 pounds. So, like, that's cool. That's, like, yeah, like, I don't know what, what about that is, like, they're thinking like delicate and like, so I've had a lot of people also get mad at the fact that I use pedal effects on harp because they're like, you're ruining the delicate sure. sound of the instrument. Like, sir, nobody, nobody said that this was a delicate instrument. It doesn't like, it's just so weird to yeah. me. Like anyone can play the harp and I really want people to understand that like you can play the harp however you want to, you know, there's no set way, there's no right way to play it. And, and it's also funny because, you know, 
Emma is so good at the harp and, and she just, she just like, she can shred and she can do all this crazy <laughs> stuff. But when we make, when we make the videos, it's usually like in service of doing something cool with the yep. pedal. So usually there's a lot more space. Usually things are a lot more simple because there's also the element of not alienating anybody or intimidating anybody. I think a really wonderful way that we try to approach it is like, Hey, you know, obviously there's like an asterisk but like you you can do this you can no you You know like you you can can do this too if you have the you know absolutely this is something that you can do too it's not like a you know just like a shred off it's just yeah it's not like look at what i can do like i want like my goal with the harp ever since i was little was just to inspire one person to start playing it and so like i'm pretty like i've gotten emails before from people who are directly like inspired by me and they're like i'm starting to take harp lessons so like my goal like I could just quit now because I'm I'm happy with it. Like I, my goal has been yeah. achieved. So like I, but I want to keep going because I want people to see, you know, the instrument used in a different way. I want them to know that they can do it yeah. too. Like the harp is is very technique heavy, but again, like you can play however you want. Like you don't, you know, you don't have to be a philharmonic harpist. Like you can play for yourself. You can hook it up to effects pedals. You can just play as meditation. You know, yeah. like you can noodle in your yeah, bedroom. you can do, you can yeah. play one glissando and you're, you're fine. Like. You know, there's no, I want people to like see this as a, you know, like like an instrument like the guitar, because I mean, a lot of people think that the price point is like a disadvantage, which it is, it's an, it's an, you know, it's an expensive instrument, but the dusty strings harps with a pickup built in, it's like Mm 4,000. So I feel like there, there are guitars that are that much too, right? I mean, high end guitars, and especially if you have more than one guitar, I feel like, you know, it's more than 4,000. So like a lever harp like this, that you can play however you want on. It's not too, too much more expensive. Like yeah. people think it's like, oh, harps, you know, a hundred thousand. Like, yeah, there are golden harps that are probably sure. that much, but like it, you know. Yeah. And, I, the, and yeah. also the bar, um, there's, there's some, it's not, not something that we can, we know we, we haven't tried them, but there's a lot of more affordable beginner mm. harp options out there too now yeah. that also have pickups. So like. One to 2000. Yeah. Or even 600. Oh, cool. like oh yeah. The, the, yeah. So like there's. Um, I, I, we we can't speak to the quality, sure. but um, but they do exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's actually so, really uh, cool because I I I mean maybe I need a harp. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like and it, it's crazy because like a lot of people don't know what a harp feels like. So whenever I do performances or whenever I'm like out in public, like I always usually invite people to come try the strings, like to yeah. feel it because it has a much different feel than guitar. Yeah. And, like I feel like once you play it, like once you pluck the strings, you're like oh, that's cool. Like I could do that more. I feel like I would like <laughs> the to vibration. play this. And so like, I think a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like a lot of people don't consider it as like a viable instrument just because they have no experience mm-hmm. like around right. one, you right. know? Yeah. It's interesting. So I was thinking about the gendering piece of that because I feel like there is this interesting like juxtaposition where you're in this like pedal space that is generally pretty masculine but you're playing what is considered mm-hmm. a more feminine instrument. And so it's like, how do those mm-hmm. two things interact together? You know what I mean? So that's just something that I was thinking yeah. about. But it's cool. I like I, I appreciate that there are that you're playing things that both are like serving the serving the gear and also like potentially like letting people feel like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Like that could be something I could do. Yeah. I, m- my least favorite thing is when I go to watch a mm-hmm. pedal demo. And they go, all right, so let's uh, let's plug this baby in. They plug it, and they're like, let's start. And they just shred, and I have no idea yeah. what's happening. First of all, because I don't know what guitar yeah. – I don't know about guitar. And second of all, I can't even hear what the pedal's doing because it's just like – like just mm-hmm. crazy. And like, that's great. That's cool. I'm glad you can do that. That's very impressive. But like, that's not helping yeah. me figure out – you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I can't hear the phaser. So like, what you know, 
I don't know what's happening. So I want to also like, yeah, make the channel like a, just a relaxing space, yeah. you know, simple improvs yeah. that you can hear what the pedal's doing. Yeah. And also like being in this space where um, we w- we've witnessed a lot of kind of like just like toxic kind of, oh, kind of stuff. Oh, oh yeah. It's a really interesting space. <laughs> Can also get super toxic. It's it's really yeah. Does it's do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, sure. So okay. Oh yeah, one thing. Okay. So not only does it get toxic in the comment section, but it also gets toxic like in some of the like more professional spaces where you wouldn't expect yeah. it to be. Like, you know, I've seen, like, the one thing that comes to mind, okay, so so recently, one of my colleagues, a male pedal demo artist, had this big event, you know, this big collaborative event that was cool, you know, um, they planned it out with a bunch of other demo artists, and so I went to check it out, and I, I was like, oh, what's this about? So I clicked the video, and one of the top comments was like, oh, you know, you planned this big collaborative event, but you didn't invite any women, like, where, where are the women in this? And that's something that I noticed, yeah. too. And instead of like responding like, oh yeah, like, you know, you're right. Like next time we should plan something with like Colleen Fazio or like, you know, Joan from Pedal mm-hmm. Playhouse or Emily from yeah. Get Offset or like, you know, one of the many, many amazing female gear artists yeah. that we have. He responded like, he's like, as a challenge, he's like, name one female gear artist who could fit in with us, who could fit in with this group. One. And then he like doubled down and like, one, like name one. And like, Okay, I can name many. So like, it was mm-hmm. so weird. And then he continued and was like, you know, and I'm not talking about the female performers on Instagram. I'm talking about a gear art, a gear demo artist, someone who does what we mm-hmm. do. And that really bothered me. Someone who can do what we do. Like, sir, like, hello. But also like, if you're, what? <laughs> if you're a creator in this space and that's like the the language that you're kind of putting yeah. out into your own comment section, you're kind of telling your commenters it's okay to talk like that 100%. Yeah. and, and to, to instill that mindset in them. And seeing that is, is, is just frustrating to witness because like you're supposed to be setting an example. I was so upset yeah. about that. Like, and, and that's, I mean, and that comment section too, I mean, you can see like as a creator, I feel like you have a responsibility to like, you know, keep your comment section tidy. Yeah. Like, you know, people are going to read the comments. Like for me, we, you know, we delete any mean or rude comments just because they they're not yeah. welcome here but like in this particular demo artist's comment section there's a lot of sexist stuff there's a lot of sexist jokes which are not jokes because Don't they're tell not my funny wife about yeah, yeah but even even worse than that i mean i've seen no, worse no. stuff than that that he just leaves up mm-hmm. and like you know has many upvotes so like but but that's our just kind of humor, you know, and that people say like, hey, this is not cool. And if you say it's not cool, they're like, oh, sorry, snowflake. You can't joke with the boys. Like, it's like, no, like this is this humor is not humor. It's it not funny. Make, yeah. Like it doesn't it's not inclusive. It's, it doesn't make anyone feel comfortable. Like, uh, you know, and so the crazy thing about this is that this is like, again, one of my colleagues yes. talking about, you know, fe- fe- first of all, female, I mean, women creators and like, it's just like blows my mind because this event is like sponsored by major companies as well so like you know what is that saying it's saying like you know it's okay to use this kind of language and these kind of you know talk about other creators like in this way it's just like i don't know it blows my mind and then i of course i said something about it i commented and he doubled down was like you know well uh i don't i just you know it's difficult to get 
there it might be difficult to get their instrument to transport their certain instrument here because guitars are hard enough to transport. I'm like, what do you mean? There's so I mean. <laughs> They don't have harps there. Guitars who are women, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm not talking about me. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, want to yeah, go. Yeah. I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you invited other people, there are other women guitarists who right. are amazing that would fit in. And the, the the thing that really bothered me is that he was like, I know it looks bad with all these men and no women, but how much worse would it be if it was nine men and one woman? That's a shitstorm. None of us want. And I was like, why would that be a shitstorm? Right. What do you mean? You're really you're you're literally saying it would be worse with women involved. What is what is that like? It just I didn't even know how to respond. I just read it. And I was like, I'm not touching yeah, this. That's I'm like, not touching it, this. And this is like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's bad and complicated on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like I saw I saw this whole thing as well, and I was also like, cool sausage fest. Like that's great. Uh, yeah, you know, like, I. I I'm, <laughs> I'm sure some cool stuff came out of it. I haven't watched it, but all the stuff that I saw was happening. I was like, ah. uh, but also, <laughs> sorry, I don't want to be mean, but like, <laughs> but also having like, ha- assuming that if you have one woman there, that all of a sudden there's going to be some sort of like, I don't sexual harassment or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure right? if that's what they're assuming, but also, also <laughs> the, if, if you both were colleagues and this type of behavior was happening, that person would be brought into HR because they are, it's hostile sexual harassment, like from yeah. a sexual harassment, you know, like legally from, a, from that perspective, like that's legally what that's considered. So yeah. It, yeah. That's, it's rough yeah. that you have to deal I, with that. I, yeah. That's how yeah. I felt. I hope I I hope I'm never in the same room as that person anyway because I just I don't want to meet them. I, but it's it's sad because the, he's in my yeah. field. Like that's what I'm, yeah, like exactly, colleague and like he's getting sponsorships by companies too. I don't think they realize like how harmful this is, you know, to to support to directly be in support of someone who makes many many comments like this. Like I have I have done a little digging because I want to yeah. know, you know, I cuz I'm very familiar with the other people in my industry. Like I'm friends with most of them. Right. I'm not particularly, I don't know this person as well. So I want to know. I'm like, because I, I watched their yeah. videos, you know, there's especially, a new drop. especially yeah. if this person at some point wants to work together, we need to understand what they, you know, their values. values. Yeah, their values. And let me tell you, they're not good. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, like, I won't get into it because I also, I don't want this to be like, I'm not even going to say who it is because mm-hmm. I don't want this to turn into like yeah. an attack or anything. But there are many like actually harmful, like very harmful comments the comment I showed you yesterday, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. like my jaw dropped that like, yeah. this is what's happening. Yeah, but the, it really, it's just like, it's crazy to know that this stuff is out there by people who should be setting the example and encouraging people to be more inclusive and just kind of like welcoming in like a positive way. Yeah. And uh, it's just really sad because like that, that's, that's where it has to happen yeah. at least first, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So, and then even, I mean. To show that the pedal world is not just a big boys club and like, oh, hide my purchases from the wife. It's like wife yeah. bad, you know, like I, I'm so sick of that. Like, I, I really want that to change. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a really good point because that person does have like a fair amount of power and you can choose to use that for good or you could choose to use it for evil. <laughs> you know, yep. and that's that's kind yeah. of what's happening, unfortunately. I want to talk a little bit about like how your relationship has kind of played out sort of like with with the demos right because am i is this accurate that you weren't kind of involved as much at the beginning and now you're a little bit more forward pacing is that true so i always had the same role yeah. as in like production yes. level kind of mm-hmm. stuff i didn't 
really like show my face yeah. as much. I didn't really have a level of like on screen any kind of involvement for a while. I think until we started live streaming. Mm-hmm. Until we started live streaming, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, definitely. Because I think I did one yeah. video. Like I was in one video and it was just like this really weird scenario where like people got upset that I was there in this weird, I don't know, parasocial yeah, it was, it was way. Really, yeah. It was like, oh, Emily's got a boyfriend. Oh. Emily's not single. See, this, okay. <laughs> I love that. That's it's why a, I brought this up. Yeah. It's a really great. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a great way of weeding out mm-hmm. the people. That, like, we don't really want yeah. there anyway. If you're going to be upset that I'm in a relationship, like, all right, bye. Yeah. You know, have fun. Take care. It's just, like, it's so weird to me that everyone's like, oh, she's got a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. But, but also, yeah, like, like, but also there have been comments, too, like, oh, you know, her boyfriend oh, I love makes this. her do yeah. this because he wants pedals. He just wants a free gear, so he's forcing his girlfriend to do these videos. And, and I'm like, sir, but, wait, but, we started the channel yeah. together because of our love and passion yeah. for pedals. Yeah, but also like that kind of stuff did have a, a, a pretty big impact on me because it got me second sure. guessing some stuff. Like, wait, I'm like, I don't. The I'm question, like, who am I? Yeah, 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 the same thing. He he was he was very upset about yeah, those comments. Totally. Like, the, comments usually don't get to mm-hmm. him, but that one did. Yeah, because it was kind of just like, well. You know, you're not here. Like, you don't understand what's happening. And for for people to just come in and make a blind observation and just say, like, oh, yeah, no, this is just, like, this has to be the result of a man who who wants gear or, like, who, who, you know. I love the comments. She doesn't really want to be on camera. And I've talked about this extensively. Like, I had – I was very camera shy. I was – I have – social i have anxiety Mm -hmm. of like being on camera and talking i don't particularly love my voice but like i think i've done really good at overcoming that you know i'm way better than i was but like you know if i ever looked uncomfortable on camera they're like oh she's just doing it because her boyfriend wants to do it i'm like no i'm like it i want to do it this is my channel like we're you know we're partners but like it just was so it was yeah yeah. so that that those kind of comments just really we we don't get them anymore thankfully because people i think people understand now that we're a team and we're both equally in this and not one of us is forcing the other to do, you know, I mean, it's just so, it's so yeah. bizarre. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then people also like, you know, Russ gets mean comments too. Yeah. Like, you know, just as I do on, on appearance and, and all this stuff, like, you know, so he's not exempt from that either. It's yeah. just like, you know, but those people don't belong in our community. Like if, if they're going to come here and make fun of how we look, it's just, a, it's a simple solution. It's a simple remove user from channel and that's it, you know? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but yeah, no, it, it's 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 been interesting, but but usually it's not a lot. So for a while, I kind of thought like, oh, no one's gonna want to see me anyway, or like I didn't really have anything to contribute. I know, which is not that. true because everyone loves Russ in our, in our community. Like there are memes about yes. Russ, there are emojis of Russ. Like we we want Russ, we want more Russ. And so like <laughs> Russ was like camera shy because he's like, oh, no one wants to see me, and that's not true. Like yeah, I'd see like threads on like I don't know like Reddit or Facebook uh-huh. or whatever, and then like. They, I don't remember what the exact context, but they were like, oh, yeah, you know, Emily's, you know, Emily and her soy boyfriend. like her uh, soy, soy boy, boy boyfriend. I, like, I love that. Yeah, I was like, what? First of all, what does that even mean? Soy boy. <laughs> so, like, now we just laugh at it because we're like, yeah. soy boy. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But, it, yeah, it was, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you have to laugh at that because it's so ridiculous. It's soy boy. <laughs> yeah, we love soy. We eat tofu. What What's are you? With that? I, don't, hmm? I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of liberal. <laughs> yeah, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> they definitely eat soy together. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's so funny. And and also like we don't like again, like we we only talk about 
music. So it's like, <laughs> it's like all these kind of like, you know, visual kind of like, you know, just. Uh, you talk about music know, and tofu, very... to be fair. So there is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes edamame even. Mm. So, yeah, right. We talk about, a, we have a wide That's palette. Right. <laughs> Maybe you should start doing tofu demos. Like you could start doing like a, you know, a taste testing, <laughs> your favorite brands. <laughs> And call it Soy yes. Boy. Yeah. Call it Soy Boy episode one. And he'll he'll demo different kinds of different brands oh of tofu. Okay. Oh my so God. Like, yeah. yeah, really lean Hear me out. Well, well, M, M really. Oh, wait, sorry. wait. She has an idea. Okay, here we go. I was going to say you could do some, one of, you know, like do one of those pedal demos with, um, what is the pedal with the, that you put the orange on the, or the, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. The, the not the, mini, not the, the mini bar. bar. Not no. the mini bar. Not the mini bar. No, you could use the, you could use the liquid from the tofu in the mini bar and that oh, could be so your, your transition you know yeah. i'm just putting it out there okay <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that we yeah. love we yeah. like we love those like like i call them like shit posty yeah. ideas like we just love to shit post because it's just so you have to make light of it because you know you, you just gotta you have to laugh at it yeah yeah um that's really like my coping <laughs> the yeah. way i cope with it just to really like analyze it and look at it and go this is ridiculous yeah. it's like it's like um you know it's like intrusive thoughts or you know behavioral stuff like you look at the thought and you're like well this is ridiculous i yes. know this is not true so like why am i giving it attention it's you know? like you're doing well, like a like, cognitive so behavioral hit therapy via youtube really is what's happening yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but really just to go back to um me having a, a larger role in the the channel is or at least publicly it, it was really m was really encouraging me to to do yeah. it more because she really wanted me to well, because he, he's, he's part of the chat. I mean, we started again, right. we started together. And just because my name is on it, Emily Hopkins' channel, like Russ is just as big of a part of it as I am. Like he's mostly behind the camera, but we both edit, you know, he, we both like, well, like you mostly set up the lighting and the gear. Like he's my yeah. partner. Like it's both of us. So like the fact like he doesn't really want to be on camera, but like, I'm like, well, everyone loves you. Like we want, we want you to be on camera. Yeah. And also like <laughs> we, we talk about this sometimes where like, there's that like, Wife bad. Don't tell my, yeah. my my wife I bought the gear. Yeah. Kind of stuff that comes around and, and wife not interested. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's and it's also like we try to like think of it as like, hey, we're kind of two people, you know, like she's playing usually and I'm usually adjusting effects and there's this kind of like synergy that happens yeah. and this trying to like encourage people to say, Hey, you can invite your partner to do this with you if they're not interested. And this could be something for two people also. And you know, you can there's ways that you can be positive about it and include your other you know, yeah. um, in, in it. So that was another part too. Why I, I've been really excited to be there yeah. more. You're, you know? So you're like live debunking the uh, nagging wife meme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Normally, I asked a question. I ask a question here, which is like, have you, you know, what are your have been your experiences around like gender identities and gear? But I feel like we've sort of talked about it a fair amount unless yeah. you have additional stuff you want to add mm -hmm. to that i do have a follow-up question related to sort of tangentially related but if you have other th other places you want to go with that i or thoughts about that gender identities and gear i mean i think we i think we've covered it that, that you yeah. know just like that the harp is so yeah. traditionally seen as feminine you know but which we're trying to debunk and prove that it's not <laughs> like just like as a violin yeah. or any other instrument is not associated with the gender it's like neither is the harp so i'm trying i'm trying to break that it's been an interesting journey. Um, a lot of people like, you know, because I'm in the wedding industry, a lot of people, I've gotten some weird things that happened there. Like when I, after a wedding, 
a man came up to me and was asking like, oh, like he said, like, oh, you play so beautifully. And I was like, thank you. And he was like, how do you, uh, you know, find the time to balance your work and home life? And I was oh. really, confused. I was like 23 at the time. I was very confused. Like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, I was like, I just actually moved out of my parents' place. <laughs> like uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm on my own. He's like, oh no, I don't mean, he's like, I mean your, your kids and, and your husband. He's like, you're not married. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, I just figured it might be difficult for you to, you know, balance your kids, like balance your home life and then performing and playing the harp. And then I've had people that are like, oh, you play the harp? Like must be, that's a nice hobby. Uh-huh. Like must be so nice to sit at home and play the harp all day. And I'm like, do, do you understand what that, what, like how that comes across? Like, what are you saying? Like I, I've had really, really crazy things happen. Um, when I shaved my head and I was still performing at weddings, got a lot of negative uh-huh. comments. Um, I've been misgendered before, which is a horrible uh-huh. feeling, you know, just, just like a lot of associations with not only instrument, but like the, the role of a harpist, mm. what that means, you know, totally. Like how do you dress? How you come across? How you play? Oh, how do you how do you handle your work home life because you're a working woman? It's just so it's like, <laughs> oh, it's kind of, yeah, it's that that's wild like, no for so many reasons. That. Imagine just like asking yeah. it at a wedding, kind of to anybody, but also to a 23 year old feels bonkers. Yeah. Um, so do you have any particular experiences that you think that maybe are specific that you have to experience that maybe some of the male demo artists aren't really getting so much? Yeah, absolutely. I well, first of all, I feel like a lot of people don't even take me as seriously. Mm-hmm. First of all, because I play the instru- the harp as an instrument, um, and they go, "Well, that's not guitar." So I, you know, they just kind of write me off. Like, well, you know, how is that relevant to me? When they don't think about like, oh, the range of the instrument, you can really hear what the pedal mm-hmm. is doing. You know, they they just don't take me as seriously, or they go, "Oh, she's a shit poster," and like, you know, she's just like she doesn't take things seriously. And like, meanwhile, we take our work very right. seriously. The hours that go into planning video, editing, all the stuff. Like we work hard to make sure that, you know, the pedal is easily understood and that it sounds the best that it can sound. And it's, you know, we want to help people make informed decisions. I don't have any stake in it. I'm not like, buy this because my affiliate links, you know, like I don't I don't care if you don't want to buy it. Like my job is to help you decide whether you want it or not, not make you buy it. You know, it's so that's weird. Um, A lot of the what I get, which is weird, is like a lot of. I feel like they don't think about it. Like male pedal demo artists don't think about the stuff, you know, that women creators have to deal with. Because for me, I, you know, I've discovered like forums about me, you know, with people like, what's the best Emily Hopkins outfit? Yeah. You know, which is like disgusting, first of all. And like the fact that like those things are going on is like, it's stressful. It like takes a toll on me. Like, you know, all all the, the gross stuff that I have to put up with, like, you know, like just like you you know like the disgusting comments that i get from people where i'm just trying to demo something i'm just trying to talk about music gear and they're like oh man like you know gross comment about your body like i'm like what why i don't think you would do that to a male creator you know like you want to talk about someone the shirt that they're wearing or like what what's the sexiest outfit they wear like that's that has no place like that shouldn't be happening and for a while too you also just wore black turtlenecks oh yeah for a long time i just wore a black turtleneck because i'm like i don't want comments about Mm -hmm. my body and then when the the penthes video went viral i got comments anyway about it oh this girl's you know whatever i don't know what what they call like they said you dress like a nun on vacation they they said i dress like a nun on vacation it was like you know she like what kind of like prude is she i'm like it's just a black it's a staple of any outfit like any closet The, the black turtleneck is classic so then I, you know, I started dressing how I want to. And then 
more comments yeah. came in, you know, oh, she changed because she wants the clicks. I'm like, wait, it's a shirt. It's like, what do you mean? Like, do you, like I, the stuff that I have to deal with is so stressful. And like, it's just, it's just something that people don't think about. Yeah. I think like, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know, there's what, a, what outfit that... you're going to wear in the thumbnail? Yeah. Like there was also that little mermaid thing. Too. Oh, okay. And not only from, yeah, not only from other pedal artists, but from the community, I had someone make like a parody video of me, like making fun of me, like with the little mermaid, like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Like, they're like, Emily's materialistic. Cause like, why does she need all those pedals? And it was like a joke, like it was really hurtful. And I was like, you wouldn't say this about any, no. you know, in the forums and everything, anyone who has a big gear collection, it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like everyone's like, wow, look at your collection. And then if I, you know, for me, when I show my collection, everyone's like, why do you need those many, that many pedals? Like you're so materialistic. Like, oh, she just collects them because she likes them. Like, what is literally anyone standard. doing here if that's the case? Because that's yeah. kind of what I know. And I'm like, I'm also using yeah. all these pedals. Like, I'm not just collecting them to look right. pretty. Like, I'm using them. Right. So yeah, that was weird too. Yeah, and I and I, you know, I know that like you know, guys get comments on their videos about their appearance sometimes too, but they're not sexual in nature, mm -hmm. right? Like that's the difference, yeah. right? So I do want to point that out. Like yeah. it does suck that, and I do think some men do think about what they wear because they don't want someone like being like, you wore that shirt last time or whatever. But like, yeah, it's not like <laughs> you look really sexy in that shirt. It's a very different yeah. vibe. Uh, the, the objectification yeah. piece isn't there. It's different. Um, yeah, yeah, which is a bummer. So <laughs> on that note, uh, all right. So yeah. we're closing up shop here a little bit. So the usually one of the last questions I ask is like, if you were talking to somebody in the industry, they said like, you know, what should we do? We want to create a better space, um, whether it's like as a manufacturer, as like a retailer, whatever um, in the industry, and they wanted your recommendation for what to do, what would you say? Hmm. I mean, I would say just lead by example, just show the changes that you want to make, you know, like through your advertising, through the people you work with, through the people you support, like those are all very important things that show the values of mm -hmm. your company. Like, you know, when I see a company sponsoring someone who has made crappy comments before, I'm like, oof, you know, yeah. oof, like it doesn't really look great. That's what they're, that's who they're supporting. Um, when I see ads that are sexist in nature, you know, I don't like that because I'm like, oof, that's, well, I guess I don't, yeah. you know, I guess I'm not part of this, you know, like when they make bad jokes that are not really jokes and like all this stuff, like, I think it's just really leading by example, you know, make your space and make your company more inclusive, more welcoming for anybody. And don't, you know, don't give into the crappy stuff. Don't, don't support that. Don't even give it a space. Like when you get comments like that, or you get stuff that makes other people uncomfortable yeah. get rid of it you know don't let it sit at the top and and have upvotes right. and make you have a responsibility to make sure that stuff is not there totally so i mean even through imagery too like ads and and the stuff that is like that you're showing to people just show what you want what you'd want to see you know yeah cool did you want anything russ nope i don't no, know if that makes sense no that was perfect <laughs> good? okay Cause that's, I mean, that's, that's just, yeah. that's, exactly that's what, what we're trying say. to do. We're just trying to show, yeah. we're just trying to show like what we want in the gear world, what we'd like to see, yeah. you know, totally more diversity, more inclusivity, you know, Posit I don't know, more ship hosting, yeah, more ship hosting. Let, let's all laugh. Yeah. Let's all have a good time. Soy. Yeah. More, so more tofu based products. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, uh, what's coming up? Anything that folks should be looking out for? 
Oh, um. You know, it's funny because everything we work on, usually we can't talk about it until <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> and we don't have anything out right okay. now. I think that's like, yeah, Okay, no know. worries. <laughs> uh, so how can uh, folks stay in contact with you, um, hear more from you if they would like to do so? So I guess the main way is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we post a lot of updates there. You can join our Discord. Um, it's a very cool space. We have lots of channels, lots of fun stuff to talk about. Um, Russ and I live stream on YouTube every Wednesday evening. Um, around 7, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So you can come hang out with us there. Find us on Instagram. Yeah, pr pretty much any form of social media. We're, we're usually pretty active. Um, if anyone has any questions, you can always reach out. Um, yeah, we're both here. Awesome. Except TikTok. Mm. Oh, yeah, except TikTok. Don't because, do TikTok. <laughs> because, because we just post on TikTok and close the app. We have no, yeah. we have no idea what goes on there. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, so not TikTok. It's too much. You can't, like, you'd be there all day. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks so much. I appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks so much for Thank having you. us. This is so fun. Yes. So 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 great to get a chance to talk with Emily and Russ and you know since we recorded they did release that one of the soundtrack projects that they mentioned is actually for the DreamWorks film Teenage Kraken which looks really great and I cannot wait to take my kid to see it very exciting um, if you want to learn more about Emily and Russ you can check out the show notes for all of their links and speaking of show notes, you can reach out to me with questions about really, honestly, anything about the online course, something you've been thinking about related to diversity and gear, some new piece of gear you have, whatever, a new band, whatever you want. And I might even feature your question in the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. Thanks so much for listening.